giant stalker, dragon stalker, crypt stalker, demon stalker, rift stalker, grown stalker, grip stalker, scourge stalker, wind runner. I'm a pony, lead skill hunter. Welcome to episode 205 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Commander Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. Solar. Yes, there it is. I'm Solar Flare from Warcraft Hunters Union, Cloak and Quiver and Marjorie. I'm Delirium from Thrill of the Wild and the Warcraft Hunters Union and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. And I'm Bendak from eyesofthebeast.com, WoW Insider, and Bendak WoW on Twitter. Okay. Today is Sunday, November the 23rd, uh, 2014, and we are broadcasting live on Twitch TV. You can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Ali Sonder, is there to take your questions. And of course, today marks the 10th anniversary of World of Warcraft, and who better to have on hand to discuss the real Molten Core and the real South Shore versus Terran Mill, which sounds like a lawsuit, by the way, than everybody's favorite hunter, Big Red Kitty. So welcome back to the show, BRK. Ooh, it's good to be back. But if you're asking for everybody's favorite hunter, when uh, there's probably a long list that uh, I need to go get behind. <laughs> well, you're certainly you're 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 at the t- you have a seat at oh, yeah. the table for sure. Hooray! <laughs> you know. Hope it's not the kitty table. Well, that's the best table. That's the fun table, actually. Yeah, man, they got the colorful cups and the little high chairs and stuff like yeah. that. It's a good time. I do there. have a colorful cup right now. Nice. Oh, you mean for drinking? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not too early for that. Yeah, so so make sure you grab your coffee or your Irish coffee, I guess, maybe in BRK's case. <laughs> so, well, I, what do we have? Announcements? Let's go through the announcements. Not, not much to say, but why don't you... Um, yeah, Ar- so uh, a little bit of housekeeping, I guess. Artemis is on a brief hiatus from the show uh, as she focuses on progression with Blood Legion in the race for World First, which is um, incredibly arduous for those that may not know. Uh, so she is going to take a brief break, but we wish her the best of luck in this pursuit. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have the, the seat waiting for her when she's done with that. And hopefully she'll be able to kind of talk about what, what that was like uh, when when all is said and done. Um, and so in the raids open, what, December 2nd, I think, is when they'll they'll, they'll begin. Mythic, yeah. uh, December 9th. So probably sometime, maybe sometime in January, they'll be they'll all be done. I'm not sure. How are they doing the raids this time? I know High Mall opens, and then when do they open the the next one after that? How yeah, much time? Yeah, High Mall drops, like you said, and then the, the week after that, Mythic High Mall's open, and then I think we get someone might know the exact specifics. Yeah, on I this, think eight it's weeks. About a, yeah, it's about uh, I heard about two months break before Foundry opens in the same pattern. That okay. So yeah, so it'll be a uh, yeah, fairly long uh, for for you know race to kind of complete both instances, but. Uh, that's yeah, always fun to watch. Well, as we said, so Big Big Red Kitty is back again. I don't know. This is his, what, eighth, ninth appearance on, on the Hunting Party podcast, and we love having you on here. So I thought we'd just kind of, since it is the 10th anniversary, kind of maybe talk to you a little bit, of, you know, go back to the beginning of Warcraft, because I know you've been Oh, we're going to talk about Warcraft. Oh. Yes, we will talk about Warcraft. Okay. <laughs> World, World of Warcraft. Not Let those. me change my notes, because I was ready for a completely other subject. Oh, <laughs> Well, we could talk about football. It is Sunday and so forth. <laughs> How are the Steelers doing, by the way? They're on their bye week, which is kind of important, but nobody cares. I yeah. care. Nobody else cares. <laughs> I don't know. Alamalo's a hunter. That's all that matters. Well, there you go. 
All right, so so when did you start playing World of Warcraft? Were you in the the alpha? I mean, you were there back at the beginning for launch. I was correct? not in the alpha or the beta. I wasn't even there at launch. I was there like oh three or four months after launch when a bunch of guys where I worked with at NASA decided that they were going to give it a try, and I said, "Well, I'm the only one who lives thirty miles away from all you people, so you say it's a we can all play it together. Well, I'll get it too." And oh, so okay. that was yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I got it, and uh, I wanted to be a class that would support what they were doing, so I became a mage, and I got to level 24, and I died broke and penniless in Darkshore, and I said, this is awful, <laughs> I'm terrible at it, let me try something else. Well, okay. and that and that goes perfectly to the next question, man. Uh, when did you fall in love with the Hunter class? Tell us all about the uh, the hearts in your eyes when you first clicked on Create Character. Okay, so the, the the third zone for the Dwarven starting area is the dam, Stone Rot Dam area. And you had that super elite ogre way, way, way in the back that, of course, you couldn't solo and all his buddies would smash you. And I got invited as a gnome mage to a party. Oh, what the hell is a party? All right, we're all in here together. All right, who's – what are we doing? Oh, look, there's a dwarf. Okay, I'm a gnome. He's a dwarf. He's wearing goggles and he's got a gun and and – why is that red arrow bouncing on top of his head? I have no idea why the red thing is bouncing. How do, where's my spell to do that? Don't I get one of those? And he just talked to us and controlled stuff. And, you know, he was only like level 20 or whatever it was, but he dominated everything. He was the leader and he had a pet and he had a, had a gun and the goggles. And I said, that's just awesome. And when I died broken, penniless, and <laughs> dark shore, I said, you know what? I'm going to try one of those hunter things and see how that works out. Awesome. That's a great. That's, that's a great story. I know. He's There's got very goggles. Little, I want those. He had the he had the engineering goggles. I guess I maybe he found them. I never knew, but it was he just. I don't remember anybody else in the party. I don't remember any other lobby I've ever met in my entire life. But I remember that guy because he's the one who inspired me to be honored. So did did you get your goggles first or no? I did engineering one time. I leveled five twenty five, and that was it. And no, dumped it. Because the jumper cables never work. No, they'd always backfire. No, that's I, I don't know if they even work now today. I mean, they put in I a new version say. of it, and I think they work now, but I, I haven't made them yet. I Actually, it was a mistake. I, I made a mistake because I wasted gear spring parts on this, but I made the Gnomish Army Knife, the new one for WAD, and uh, I think I'm. it's either three for four or five for six on uh, resurrecting people with them. It's I've I've got I've gotten pretty lucky. I don't know if they changed the rate on it or not, but give it a shot if you haven't already. It seems to have a lot better success chance, I think. Hmm. Maybe. So let me ask you this then then BRK. If you hadn't seen someone playing a hunter and doing real lot and you think if you had just happened to just randomly say pick a hunter as your first character, do you think it would have been the the same experience for you or do you think you might have uh had a a, a less positive experience? I think anybody who plays a hunter and well, in those days you didn't get a pet until level 10. Mm -hmm. So that was real stupid because the whole point of playing a stupid, uh, stupid hunter at the beginning was for the pet. So it's, uh, it's, wait a second. My, my thing is yelling at me. One second. No there. Is that okay? Can you still hear me? Yes, we can hear you fine. Skype was saying you're pressing a button for more than eight seconds. Do you want me to interfere? No, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, I've got the two dogs playing right now, so I need to be able to uh, cut it out at any time. So I'm using the push to talk. So the two 
the, the starting at level 10 and not having a pet completely ruined the experience for everybody starting a hunter and not understanding that there was a hell of a lot more to it than just shooting things right off. Yeah, and see, I agree with that. And that was kind of like my experience, too. The first character I rolled was a hunter. It was a tauren. But like you said, not only did you not have a pet at level one, but you had all the, you had things like raptor strike and, and you had all these yeah. melee abilities. So it wasn't clear what you were supposed to do. And then you look in your bags and you're like, well, wait, I've got this ammo pouch, which has taken up an entire bag slot, which kind of sucks, which was, too. Uh, so. It was awful. That, that, I have to say, <laughs> that was my least favorite part about being a hunter was the fact that I had less bag space than everybody else for yeah. an entirely expendable resource that I had to buy on the daily. So that, that was, I'm so glad it's gone. That yeah. was called the cost of being awesome. <laughs> It's true. I know it's true. There was there was there was a lot of costs, like keeping your pet happy and making sure you had enough uh, ammo for the raids. And yeah, I had my pet run away from me once, and that was a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and never again did that happen. I mean, and then the leveling your pet garbage, and it just it was really really hard being a hunter in vanilla. It was very difficult. Yeah, the whole pet leveling. Oh, that was awful. I mean, you really had to. If you didn't plan the the pets that you wanted, it was that could be painful. And well, painful. and I had to, I just told someone just yesterday that pet leveling was out of the game. They asked me how long did it take you to level your pet, and I was like, "What? No, dude, that's been gone for years." <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't I know. I was kind of shocked. Well, you I wouldn't just know made something anything up. that changed in the warlock class. My God, green fire. So what? I don't care. So I would assume most people who haven't played a hunter don't understand all the intricacies of our class either. No, they probably probably don't. Although why anyone wouldn't have a hunter? See, that's a hard. That's why I have a hard time wrapping my head around. Why doesn't anybody? Why doesn't everybody have at least one hunter that they they love and care for and know how to play and know how to play? Yeah. So you, uh, we got into kind of why you started playing the hunter, but you uh, started. For those maybe who are newer listeners, BigRedKitty.net, uh, kind of the first generation of hunter bloggers were really led by you. Uh, what what got you to start that? What inspired you to start writing about hunters? The enormous population of hunters who were terrible. They were just awful. <laughs> they were the worst. They didn't use their pets. They raptors striked. They'd let they'd shoot the mob, let it get to them, and then set their pet just so many ways that everybody was doing it completely wrong. And it was obvious. As I used to say, there's lots of ways of doing things right, but you know what? There's some guaranteed ways of doing it wrong. And I I would do it one at a time, showing people, no, do this, do this, and do this. And eventually I said, okay, I need a place where I can take all my notes that I'd put in my guild forums and just put them up there that people could read it. So I just I got a, a free website and I just slapped it up there as text. And I said, hey, look at this. What do you think? And people said, yeah, that's not bad. That's good. What about this? And what about – and I said, all right, let me try posting stuff. And then at what point did you start doing your videos, your Hunter Guide movies? When I realized my Mac had iMovie and I could actually <laughs> do it. And, uh, and I tried to show people what jump shotting was. And they had no clue what I was talking about when I said, use the floor and and do it to jump shot 180 degrees and use the floor, the grid on the floor, to so you know we're doing 180 degrees. What grid? Where are you? What are you talking about? And I said, all right, I'm going to make a little movie and show you this. So it was a little 30-second movie. See the floor? Use this as a grid. And people really liked that. How do you do this? And how do you do the other thing? <laughs> 
And you did that in Iron Forge, right? That's yeah. Where you found the because of the 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 flooring and and that that big city. Yeah, because anybody can just you know press the space bar and then spin around, but spinning around isn't what makes a jump shot. A jump shot, you got to do it exactly 180 degrees and then go back the way direction you were going, and it very very much helps to have a visual coordinate system where you can see i went too far i did 270 i didn't spin all the way back I, it helped a lot of people i think figure out how to do a jump shot and we still use jump shotting today i do at least and, and that was back when age. we that was back when we needed to spin exactly 180 degrees we couldn't do it from the kind of 80 90 degree range right. right they weren't they weren't as friendly with our with our uh our cone of attack and what were you saying about uh disengage bendek yeah, same sort of thing nowadays with the jump disengage. Once you master that, it's you know. I never you know, see abilities a lot better. I never see him do it. Where are you? Are they? Do, are you guys doing it? Oh yeah. You oh, doing yeah. it in raids? Oh, yeah. I hope. Yeah, that button's always on cooldown for me. Yeah, no, no, uh, you, and, you, you disengage. You, you, I don't remember if you can glyph it or not, but it you always got to be using it all the damn time. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, there is a glyph. I forget what it does. Does it increase the distance, I believe? Yeah, the glyph I disengage, the, uh, which is nice. I use awesome. the distance, and then you do the post haste, so you get the speed boost yes. after it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good combo. And then also you get the liberation heal, right, for 4% of yes. your HP, which is really good. Like, I always tell a lot of hunters for healing intensive fights. If I mean, it's not going to disrupt a whole lot. You should definitely be using it on cooldown, especially if you have Crouching Tiger and you're hitting it every 10 seconds. That's big money heals. over the And it stops your free fall. Uh, so if you fall oh, from yes. the top of the universe and you're about five feet from the ground and you disengage, your free fall height is reset. So it's great for fights where things throw you up in the air and you're, you wonder, mages have the slow fall. Well, guess what, hunters? You got one, too. You just disengage right before you hit. It was fantastic on Mythic Malkarak. Yes, it was It was useful on that fight. Also, the jumping off the towers in uh, Galacras as well. I mean, there are a number of times where, where disengage has sort of saved my hide by, you know, jumping from big heights and then, you know, Popping it right at the end there and do it in Auch and Dune. Go out there when you got to do your uh, your garrison quest, and they drop you off four thousand feet above where all the mobs are. And <laughs> how do I get that? You just jump off and disengage right before you hit the bottom. Yeah, that was so, a, a great addition to the to the game for sure. I love that ability. Yeah, I think especially right now with the marksmanship uh, sniper training as it is, a lot of hunters are really struggling to get that up hundred percent of the time. But if you can practice disengaging in the right direction you know jump spin disengage where you need to be you're never going to move for more than three seconds it's right especially yeah. with that glyph it, right. I, don't, I forget if i mentioned this on like the last show or not but it's kind of funny to watch me do raids or like challenge modes i don't really run anymore i just disengage i look like a leapfrog i just go from spot to spot to spot just because that's my primary source of movement now and it works i mean it takes a little bit of time to get where you need to be and i mean Granted, if you need to be there sooner, yeah, you'll probably start to run. But I mean, it's it's just disengage every ten seconds, and then I'm where I need to be by the time I need to be there. I will say that I missed the uh, seven second disengage from the trinket. Oh, from the oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, AOC. I mean, yeah, that was great. great. And I was on Ashran, and there's a book you can learn for a five second disengage, and I was like, yes, but it only <laughs> works while you're on the island. Yeah. So uh, back to BigGreatKitty.net, um, another thing you had up there that people might not know about is something called the Airman Howl Stories, and you just released that recently on Amazon as an ebook. Yeah. Do you want to tell people about that? Well, before I was in, you know, vanilla, I was in the NASA, but before NASA, I was in the Air Force for 10 years. 
Defensive Electronic Countermeasures, Special Forces, and stuff like that. And I had a whole bunch of stories, as you know, everybody in the military has their stories. And on BigRedKitty.net, I would occasionally remember one of the times I was in the military and a good story and write it down and throw it up on BigRedKitty.net. And people would get very angry with me and saying, you're a Warcraft blogger. You're not allowed to put – not allowed to. I can put anything up here I want. <laughs> so I used to press – I'd put in the, in the title of the post, this is an Airman Howell story. If you're not interested, that's fine. Go away. Don't leave me any comments uh, uh, that says this isn't about Warcraft. You shouldn't be doing it. And I had 15, 20 of those stories, and I thought they were really – I enjoyed the heck out of them. Some of them I still read, and I laugh my head off. And then the blogging stopped, and I made a backup of it. And I had, I had the, the site was still there. It just wasn't being published, and I had a backup of the site. Well, eventually I quit paying for the site because I knew I had the backup, and then I lost the backup, and I had no idea it was. So everything was completely lost and gone and dead for a long, long time, and it made me very sad. And then some guy who was a hunter – said, you know, I, I think I know where I have that stuff kind of stuff archived. And I said, you don't have that stuff archived. And he goes, well, you know, I don't, but it's called the Internet Archive Wayback Machine. And it's on web.archive.org, and it, it's a crawler, and it'll crawl blogs, and it, it's apparently it saved it a whole bunch of times between September of 2008 and September of 2013. And it didn't have everything I'd ever done, but I was able to hit it with a hammer enough time uh, they teach you in the Air Force, delicate, delicate electronics maintenance <laughs> requires an extremely large hammer, <laughs> to find every Airman Howell story I'd ever posted on there. And I was able to strip it out as text and save it as a text file, then put it into a Word document. And then I wanted to send it to my friends, so I made it into a PDF, and I sent it out to a couple of my friends for them to read. And they said, the first thing you need to do is copyright this. I said, oh, my God, how the heck do I do that? And they said, no, just use Amazon Desktop Publishing. And it's automatically copyrighted. I said, okay, that's pretty cool. And I was going to put it on there and give it away for free. And Amazon won't let you do that in order – you have to charge them – you have to set a price on it so Amazon can make some money off it in case anybody's stupid enough that they, they actually buy it. So I said, what's the least amount of money I can sell it for? They said, three bucks. I said, all right, fine. <laughs> so I sold it for $3. It's still there. I was actually – if I can remember it – in the short stories military section – uh, ebook only. At one point, I was the number two bestseller. Yeah, notice you got a you got <laughs> really cool five star reviews on there. People yeah. seem to like it. Yeah, I think they're kind of. If I actually, if the point of it was actually to publish a book, I would I would submit it to somebody to do editing and rewrite mm -hmm. it and all that stuff. But just as a uh, history of what I was of what was on BigRedKitty.net, I think it's fine. Yeah, you know, there's definitely some 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 good stories there, and, and they're 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 entertaining as as a lot of the stuff the stuff you've written. So, yeah, we'll we'll put the link to it in our in our show notes. Um, and you know, folks should be encouraged to go uh, check it out. I, you you won't be disappointed. Well, you might be if you're Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> if you're Marine Corps, you're gonna laugh and just you know pity your life because you don't have as much fun as I did in the Air Force. Mm, there you go. Yes, I've heard from other people in the Air Force that it just. Compared to other branches of the military, it sounds like a, a, a cushy lifestyle, in, you know, comparatively anyway. <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a guy at work whose son just joined the Air Force, and he wanted to be in pararescue. Now, pararescue is no joke. Those people are crazy. They jump out of airplanes into hostile situations to the saved down pilots, and their uh, riflemen, their marksmen, their communications, their medics, their everything rolled into one, plus a little bit of crazy because they jump out of perfectly good airplanes. 
but he didn't make it through it. It's extremely, extremely hard to get through. So he went and he said, okay, what are you going to do? He goes, well, how about you be like biomed repair technician? Okay, I'll do that. And he went from being at these super hardcore pararescue special forces crazy people to being at a Air Force military installation that's 90% female. And he gets to stay in the hotel-style dorms, and he gets the <laughs> catered lunches and all. And he's like, this is just totally different. I said, yeah, now you're in the real Air Force. Huh. Living a life. Nice. All right. Well, back to hunters then. So over the years, there have been a lot of changes and improvements to to hunters. And it would be fun to talk about. If, if you had to pick one version of the hunter to play, which one do you think it would be? Which one do you, is your favorite? Like, say, a version from Burning Crusade or, or Wrath of Lich King? Or, or, or is, is there one kind of iteration of hunters that sticks out in your mind at all? I think uh, Pandaria Hunter was the best so far. I had really no complaints about it whatsoever. There's a lot of nice stuff I really appreciate in in the uh, Warlords Hunter that's really, really good. They stripped out too much stuff. I think that's obvious. Uh, I think the last one was – they'd given us everything we'd ever wanted. You know, before, you know, in vanilla and such, we we're like, man, I just – there's so many pets in the game and I can only have five. All right, now I can have 25. <laughs> right, that's plenty. I can't keep up on the meters. Well, now I can keep up on the meters. I can do everything in the world I could possibly want to do. And then they said, okay, it's exactly the way you want it, basically. Well, yeah. Well, we're going to change the whole damn thing. <sighs> well, that leads into uh, some other stuff we were going to talk about. So we can, uh, you know, the ability pruning then and and some of the abilities. So what, what are some of the changes that they've done now to hunters uh, that you find you don't like or, or wish they had, hadn't done? Uh, Hunter's Mark being gone. That's so criminal. It's so, honestly, it's so stupid. Hunter's Mark, I, even if it didn't have any, uh, uh, calculable effects, it's just a big red bouncing arrow. It had a psychological effect. I miss that so much. Yeah, I agree. And I think during the beta, a number of us said, Hey, can we get a, a minor glyph or something that, you know, just popped up a Hunter's Mark on something allowed us to do it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it was, that's, that's why I fell in love with the honor classes because of the damn red bouncing arrow. I don't care that it gave me ranged attack power. All I cared about was I'm a hunter. You're tar, especially in PvP. You are my target. I'm going after you. And the guy with it goes, Oh crap. There's a hunter out there. I don't see him because he's stealthed, but he's got a mark <laughs> on me. I loved that. Even if he wasn't freaking out, I like to pretend he was. Yeah, I agree. Cause I, and just, just for what you said, when you have that mark on your head, you're, you're immediate, you immediately notice it and you feel like, uh-oh, something's coming for me. And you, and you stand around and you spin around trying like, where is he? <laughs> and you're waiting for the pet to come in there and start beating on you. Yes, it just kind of – it just gives you that little bit of, of fear. <laughs> it's the equivalent of our Keanu Reeves pointing our hand out and bending it saying, come on. <laughs> That's what a hunter's mark was. Okay, baby, let's go. Yeah, and I mean it was – I mean for me, it was in the same spot in my uh, action bars for six and a half years. And then when WAD launched and my one key was missing and it had nothing there, it was, it was a very weird feeling. It was a very weird feeling. Um, aim shot has since replaced it, but yeah, it, uh, felt a little naked when you logged into WAD and you didn't see it there anymore. Very much so. My F11 key was it. F11? F11? All F11. the way over there? What are you doing over That's there? That's a long stretch. Yeah. I, was just, I have a Razor Naga mouse. Everything is controllable uh, via my thumb. All right. I have 36 keys capable with my thumb. Everything's, everything's there. But muscle memory, F11 is that. 
Yeah, I, I do the, the Serpent Sting. I don't really, I don't necessarily miss Serpent Sting, but I, I, I still reach what down for What I miss about Serpent Sting is that it was an instant cast for low focus and mm -hmm. started auto shots. Yeah. Because now you've got to, in order to start auto shots, you've got to do a quick instant cast. And if you have no focus, my God, you're lining up an aim shot. Oh, that takes days. Oh, I got to line. <laughs> oh, this takes Cobra shot. This takes forever. I just want to start shooting. So I have to modify my macro that, that says uh, auto shoot on. I think it's something like that. Now, are, are, you, are you playing marksman right now? Or, I mean, you've always been known as a, as a beast mastery well, hunter. Uh, uh, I've, I do beast. Yeah, we're yeah, going to do that a little later. And I, I know, Bendik, you had some thoughts about uh, Lone Wolf. So, yeah, we, let's have that discussion now at this point because I think we all probably have similar thoughts. But, but does anyone like Lone Wolf as a talent? I mean, Bendek, uh, what do you think? Um, no, I don't, I don't really like it. I mean... I've I've been playing it somewhat just to try it out, and I did, I just simply do more DPS, so I feel like I'm forced into it because it's I don't know. Even though I prefer playing with a pet, it's just I, I, it's hard for me to justify saying, "Well, I'm going to do 10% less damage because I want my pet out." It's just hard to do, you know. What about you, Delirium? I haven't been playing with it much, especially in dungeons. I'm uh, getting a little better results from focusing shot right now. Uh, with our very low stats. Um, I guess I can see the point of it because there are some non-hunters who wanted to RP as a ranger, but that's kind of the... People who want to play hunter has not much to do with a ranger, so I don't know why it was introduced as part of our class. Yeah. <sighs> and what about you, Solar? Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I, well, one, I use it because, yeah, it's, it's pretty good damage right now. I haven't gotten messed with focus and shot yet. But um, I liked it just because it was the ranger archetype, right? Like, if you go to the WoW game guide and you look at, and you go under Hunter, you see all these really light armored, you know, Night Elves and, and, you know, other races of Azeroth, and it looks like a ranger. And that's kind of what drew me in. Like, don't get me wrong, I love pets. I played DM. Pets are cool. I have a very strong tie with my pets. But it was kind of refreshing to say, I mean, goodbye for a little bit. Like, I don't know what the tier expansion holds, so maybe we'll see him again. Yeah. But, I mean, if you think of it this way, like Bendak was saying, he didn't like it because he felt it was necessary to take mm -hmm. Lone Wolf. Well, I mean, that's how sometimes talents are designed, man. Like, like Warlocks got bottlenecked and using uh, Grimoire of Sacrifice for a lot of fights just because it was more DPS. And, like, Warlocks are iconically have their minions out, or at least a minion of sorts, and they didn't for that. So, I mean, it's it, as unfortunate as it is. I mean, when was the last time you saw a talent tree where you go like, oh, man, all three of these choices, I don't know what to pick. I mean, one's usually always better for something. Yeah, yeah I, I, just, I, I just think for hunters that it's wrong that we're, we're like the ultimate pet class, right? It's like part of like our flavor. It's, we're it's the true. pet class. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my problem with it. Like, I, I'm not against the talent. I just, I don't know. I'm against the talent wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. I, I am too. I don't like it as a talent. I don't like it that it that at this point that it feels mandatory if you want to take marksman. I mean, if they want to really redesign hunters and make one spec be a, a petless spec, I mean, I'm not even a big fan of that, but I would rather see them do that than have it be a talent. I mean, in well, I, I, don't know. I have to say the thing that irks me most about not having a pet is just like you said, like there are utilities that come from my pet that I, I, I miss already. Like it's, it's been 10 days in the expansion and I go, dang, I really wish I had master's call right yeah, now. Yeah. Master's call is the big one. There, there's yeah, a few spirit, other I things. I miss spirit bond too. Spirit I, bond. I, miss spirit bond. But, I mean, yeah, those are the two big ones and it, it, you do feel it. 
You really do feel it. I've I've been rooted so many times in this expansion that I haven't been able to get out of that it's just like wow. But yeah, that's that's my only complaint about the talent is that it really does gimp some of our nice utility. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like you say, it seems wrong playing with without a pet. Everything about the hunter, it's always been the hunter and the pet. Every hunter in the game, I think, has a pet. I mean, you know, you remember that initial Warcraft cinematic with the hunter, the dwarf hunter and his bear, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah, and out in Iron Forge and snowing. Yeah, yeah he's, he's fighting the Tarin. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, other than that, I mean, I think without the, as other people have said, you know, without the pet, you, you feel like you're just a mage with a gun. <laughs> You are. I mean, there's no difference. No, I'll never feel like a mage. Don't you dare say that. I will never feel like a mage. You are a mage. You're a malware mage. You're basically a squishy who's getting amazing DPS. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Well, Delirium has a good point that focusing shot is is pretty good too, like as another option. But then uh, if you want to play, like then you're giving up your freedom of movement, right? Some people don't want to do that. Like I I don't like that. I hop around yeah, too much. I would like I would like that less. I I mean, if focusing shot ends up inking out a little bit more, even though the kill shots have been absolutely absurd right now with the lone wolf. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I I would feel a lot more tethered down with that with that cast. And, and, you, and you don't feel like you need to be tethered down with the sniper training talent that that helps that shot like focusing shot help benefits that. Uh, well, so I would say for most, I mean, dungeon fights and CMs, that's what I've been doing right now, like Heroic Dungeon and the Daily CM. Uh, there are just some fights where I have to move and I kind of yeah, throw yeah. sniper training out the window. But, uh, I, I wouldn't like to have to say, I need a lot of focus right now. I've got to plant my feet. That would be kind of a turn off in some situations. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, in fact, I, I didn't hit 100 until about late Thursday. Um, but I did have run a few heroics now, and I'm thinking that was it the the slag mines. There's a couple of fights in there where you're just constantly <laughs> bouncing bridge. around the bridge. Yeah, the bridge boss. Yeah, the yeah bridge. I have like 20 percent uptime on sniper training. I go, oh, oh, never mind. I don't even care about sniper training. So, I don't know if know. I hate the bridge or if I really like the bridge. I kind of like it actually. I think it's kind of a it, it's it's fun when you do it right. Yeah, that's one that. of my that's one of my most favorite fights of all the dungeons. I think I really like that fight. We did ours without our healer because he accidentally fell off the bridge, and because we were so good at not standing in the fire after Malkarak, we were able to get him down. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys could guess my favorite fight uh, in the five-man cycle right now. It's the one in Skyreach where everything is literally named Solar or Solar Flare. I was going to ask you about that. I was think, I, th- I was yeah. thinking about going through that. But there's a lot of solar named mobs and I... of solars in Sky. Yeah, distant cousins, distant cousins <laughs> and relatives. But I don't know if it's because they're new, but I'm sort of enjoying these these five man so far. Eh, it's like the beginning of the, of the expansion like this when it, the five mans are a, a bit challenging and they're relevant. It's kind of nice. I mean, in a, in a couple of weeks, they'll be like. Yeah. And, and like it's it's the gear that's making it difficult right now, but it's kind of refreshing for some to have a challenging five man contact. When was the last time you're like with five people that you weren't just face rolling it? Well, not very often. It's usually the beginning of an expansion. It's the only time five man contact is hard. And I mean, we were doing some CMs last night. I mean, a little bit of a different game, but sitting there strategizing about five man bosses. And it was, it was kind of, it was cool. I know we're meandering a little bit here, but with the five man loot, is, is it me or do the loot tables seem a little bit out of control right now? I mean, okay. So I'm, I'm, 
it's a little off topic, but at least it's content. Um, so you guys know how they did the random group finder, how it was personal loot, and then it went to group loot, and then they reverted a day back back to personal again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like personal, um, by the way. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people have a very strong opinion about one or the other. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel pretty confident in saying they're really both the same thing. I doubt Blizzard would stack it one way or the other um, for personal loot or group loot. For example, if you go through an instance on group loot and everything like plate and cloth drops, you didn't get any loot. If you go and set it on personal loot and you go through the instance and you just don't loot anything, you get that like three gold every time, you didn't get any loot. The only time it makes any sense, in my opinion, to switch it from personal to group is on the last boss where you guarantee get two, now three, pieces of loot. Otherwise, it really felt like the same system. I mean, the only argument I could see to counter that was looting an empty boss feels really unrewarding. So put some garrison resources, put some Apexus crystals in there. Otherwise, I, I really feel it was the same system. Yeah, until so someone needs on a ring or something that they doesn't really apply to yeah, them. Roll At which point? Should, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done any random heroics yet. I've only gone with guild groups. Um, and the only time I have really liked personal is when we don't have a certain, like if we didn't have any leather wearers, yeah. then uh, having the group loot is kind of obnoxious because we'll only get leather, of course. Uh, but otherwise, I kind of like the seeing what everybody gets and all that. Yeah, I don't mind the, the, the loot system. It's just the number of drops. Like if you pull up your dungeon journal, there's like, five versions of gloves and and uh-huh. and everything now with the warforge it's it's uh, you know i i don't know it just seems a bit much to try and figure out and understand you know is this really the best piece for me or, or, or... yeah i would say it's overwhelming to look at but then once you know your stat priorities it all becomes relatively yeah. easy right so if you get like i forget what it's called like a lava link where it's the lava link sets like haste versatility oh that's garbage i don't want that you want the sharp eye which is like crit multi-strike or crit mastery i forget what it is precisely but yeah and we'll get to that and i think in just a couple minutes here um but what else do you want to talk about uh da, 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 da. so 10th anniversary um we were talking about this before uh, they so they launched the the molten core in the South Shore. Um, I know BRK, you were around for the original Mol- molten core, if I, oh, yeah. I recall. So oh, yeah. let me. Have you done the the LFR version? Uh, I was in queue for two hours and I didn't get in. <laughs> and then my guild threw up a calendar invite. We're gonna do an all guild LFR. So I said I'm not doing that anymore. I've got many other things I need to do. Because the last thing I want to do is being transformed into a into a Skedis person into a talon priest and all of a sudden it pops up and it says, I'm sorry, you're in the middle of this. You can't get out of that. Oh, yeah. So I'm just not even going to bother. I'll just wait till cause, uh, you know, the gear doesn't bother me. The mount doesn't bother me getting through. It'll be fun, but I'm in yeah. no rush. Yeah, no, do it. If you can do it with your guild, do it with the guild. You'll, you'll yeah. be thankful for it. But, uh, what do you recall about the original molten core? Now you rated that a little oh, bit, yeah. didn't you? Oh yeah. I mean, well, it's all the same stuff that everybody remembers. You just getting to the damn thing. And before there was the portal and then getting invited to another guilds because you didn't have 40 people. So you get to go around other people and you go, look at all these people and all the gear they've got. And they know what they're doing. And I'm scared because you were scared. It was it was really frightening. 40 other people. Uh, the first two bosses wiping on the first two trash mobs wiping on those for an hour. Would you please not do Would you please tank that over there? Would you please heal me? Uh, that was awesome. Uh, of course, loot the core hounds. 
that was the best thing ever. Can I skin that one? No, you can't skin that one. You're just invited in. No, okay, I won't skin it. I won't skin it. Don't run over there. This. Oh, you ran over there. Oh, that was stupid. Oh, and that was stupid. Uh, just uh, the uh, getting your book. What was the uh, not distracting shot? What was the book that dropped? Trank shot. Trank shot. Getting trank shot and feeling like you walked away with real loot. I have trank shot and nobody else in my guild has trank shot. And it's your time to fire it. Fire trank shot. I missed. We're wiping. Oh, it was, just, <laughs> oh, it, was it was, it was so big compared to the rest of the world. That was what was amazing. Just so big. Nowadays you do 25 mans and like, all right, I'm used to it now. The, 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 epicness is absolutely gone unless we do 100 man raids we're never going to feel like that again that's what molten core was yeah i never got a chance since to do never did molten core original but yeah that sounds like i mean were there anything special that you had to do as a hunter in there were there any any that was the the first the second boss third boss where a hunter had to trank shot the boss or he wiped the raid and there was a ro- there was a rotation that you'd have to do, and every hunter had because right before then you would every, not every hunter, but a a book of teach you how to do trank shot would drop, and so you had to be ready, and you'd have to have a rotation of which hunter. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy actually. Um, I I had a good time, but just in given that it was a really really good fight. Uh, we it was I play horde, um, and we started out just graveyard camping the alliance as it should be. Yes. Uh, but then, if I don't know if you guys know who Bajira is, he's a very uh, famous warrior who plays mm-hmm. the game. He actually joined the BG, and I can't believe how much pull one person actually had. He got in the game, and we went all the way back to our base, and it was just this back and forth, like you know, uh, uh, whenever like mages like shoot spells at each other in movies, and like it's a back and forth before you know the, the spell hits the person. That was exactly how it was for like the next an hour, and it was great. It was a really fun experience just to have a tug of war, uh, yeah, and all of us was fun. killing. It was no, there was no objective base, so it was it was kind of refreshing in that sense. Um, but it was it was cool. I had a really good time doing it. Yeah, the first one I did, we lost uh, three hundred to two ninety eight. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it was crazy. It was really fun. Now, did yeah. you ever do the the original skirmishes, BRK? I did Alterac Valley. Alterac Valley. That's where I lived. I loved AV. That's how I got my PvP title. I did those oh. original skirmishes. I actually made it back in vanilla. I made it to rank seven just from South Shore. <laughs> and speaking of the PvP title, you can't get that title. So we were talking about, and this is another question we're going to ask you. Do you still run around as Lieutenant Commander or are you like Commander? I am Lieutenant Big Commander Big Red Kitty. Because <laughs> that's something you cannot get anymore, and that was—it's it, not something where, hey, you traveled to every single zone, you get a title. Like, no, I put in a lot of work to get rank ten in the original PvP scheme. It was—it was crazy because you couldn't go up unless someone else went down. So not only did you have to work your ass off, you had to pray that somebody else out there was on vacation or got mono or something. <laughs> Well, it is yeah. a very cool title, you know, I, and I know you know when you when you get your garrison, uh, you know everyone runs around now and they call you commander. But I had a feeling that you know maybe it's not quite as special as lieutenant commander. <laughs> oh, if I could get them to say that, that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, that's a feature. Yeah, whatever title you have, that's what everyone should refer refer to you as. I bet they could do that. Yeah, Everybody would run around with the whole garrison calling him Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, why don't we do this? So uh, why don't we talk about our garrisons a little bit and some of the Warlords of Draenor stuff since it did launch. It's hard to believe it's been a week. I mean, it's only been a little bit over a week, but it feels like it's been here for, for a while now. I think we're all full-blown into that. But uh, do you want to talk about garrisons then a little bit and what we're doing and how they apply to hunters right now? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, let's do that. So let's just they started around. out and they sucked. <laughs> yeah, so what's your... Go ahead, BRK. Yes. Yeah, so I have took you done two days garrison? off of work, and I spent most of it on my mount trying to get off and get off at the damn flight point in my garrison. It was awful. It was hideous. Need to capture oh, right, people with in the, the knees. Instance problem. Yeah. 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 When they had the yeah. garrison server issues, and I just sit there for three hours with the mount going down five feet, then going back up, then going down back feet, and going back. Not <laughs> a bug. How about it's sense a feature. Then? A little, little better. Oh, yeah, that's just fine. As someone said in the chat room, yes, the dummies in the garrison are still bugged. Yeah. That that really pisses me off. Once you, so, get the, uh, the yeah, you get the war tower, you get the war tower, you get two target dummies, and they don't work. There's, I, mean, I remember walking by briefly. It was the tank healing and DPS one. What's wrong with them? They just don't take any... No, the hunter pets bug out on them. Oh, okay. Yeah, you send your pet into attack, it hits it once, and it comes back. <laughs> I'm done. It's like, come on! Can you not get this right? And it just, it just, come on. You know, it's their first time ever making training dummies, so I'm sure there's a lot of bugs to work out. Eh? They're solar training dummies. I think that's the problem. <laughs> so, what buildings did did you choose, BRK? So, so what's your uh, your garrison what setup do I have? like? Barn, tannery, trading post, barracks. And the uh, the stupid thing where I can uh, reclaim garbage that I find on the ground. Doesn't begin with a G. Salvage the art. Salvage art. Thank you. Yeah. The barn is the single best thing in the entire game. I want everybody to know that. Barn rocks. <laughs> I barn hated for the, the barn win. and destroyed I mine want, already. What's so good you, about it? You blew your barn out? I, I don't even have one. I love trapping things. And every time you trap something, basically you get 8 to 16 heavy well, the the the, uh, the leathers for each one you trap that's a huge that's just massive but i can't get something to 30 percent without killing it because there's two reasons for that one is because you're not using your pet to do all the killing the second is if you have a follower a uh a, a bodyguard you got to get rid of him because he'll kill it too fast too I can't so, if my kill shot comes up i can't not hit the button don't, I don't know hit how the to kill slide. shot no just say no to kill shot. You tag it, you molt, you you misdirect onto your pet, you get it in one spot, you quit, you hit escape twice so you're not attacking it, and you let your pet bring it down. If you have to mend pet, mend pet it down, and then you drop your trap right on it and you trap it. This isn't hard. We're hunters. Yeah, we're we're not mages. Trapping. Yeah, Delirium, what you need to do is do your trapping as survival, and then you won't have the kill shot problem. There you go. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'll try switching. Yeah. Strip naked and do it. <laughs> of course, yeah, that I, I actually was going to try because I was having to hit, uh, I was using multi-shot because my aim shot just hits way too hard. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll just try and get it down with multi-shot. And, then and just don't like, do it with I the level know, 90 cleft hoofs. Do it with the level 100s and the 98s. Yeah, you got to go to Nagrand and trap there. Yeah. And, and what you was get your... 16 of them. That's it. That's all you need. But also the thing is, I like skinning. I switched, I dropped engineering back in... MOP because I wanted to be a leather worker skinner when the when they announced that the uh, professions weren't going to affect our raid damage 
And I wanted to be a skinner, and I like going out in the world and killing things and skinning it. So I don't want a barn to do it for me. Well, I like that too, but I've got so much dang leather. It's I'm overflowing with leather. I didn't think this would be an issue in this expansion. I thought I'm gonna be crafting all this stuff. There's no patterns. I yeah, can't make anything. I have to wait until I get a hundred burnished leathers, and then I can make one thing. I've got leather coming out every orvis. I got this. What is this? The the shiny fur, the pretty fur. My bank <laughs> is full of those. Thank goodness I have my banker available, so I can dump all that garbage in there too. So, I'm I'm a real good at life, and uh, I saw this pattern for the, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the thing that makes you change the stats on your crafted gear. Anybody know what that's called? I don't know uh, what it is, but I remember I have, seeing yeah, it. Yeah, so I saw it, and I saw, oh, it only takes ten leathers. Perfect. There's nothing else I can make without burnished leather. I'll just make several of those. And so I make four of them, and I realized my burnished leather went down by about half. And I wasted all my burnished leather because I didn't read the complete tooltip. Okay. I did. I did, Have you just put a follower in your tannery and made the tents? Yeah. Yeah, I have. The <laughs> tents are fantastic. Unfortunately, you can't use them. You can only use them outdoors. You can't use them in a bat. You can't use them in a five man. You can't use them right. You got to drop them outside. <laughs> but I thought that they were like a trinket. They were proc. So you drop a tent. All right. That's cool. And you have a cool down. No. It's a single-use item only. So 35 leathers later, I tested one of my garrison. I got the thing, and it, uh, it's gone. Oh, no. Yeah, well, since we don't have anything else to use leather on, yeah. no problem. But is everybody here leatherworking then? It sounds like it. I mean, and we had talked about that going in, what, what our strategy would be. And I think most of us took, took leatherworking. Uh, I think I might be the only exception to that rule. I did uh, engineering and uh, alchemy just to get the greater flasks. Um, stock up on potions i like it. and i i hear alchemy is the only one that's still decent to level on alts is it yeah like, i, I actually I was, level it you don't have to wait you know it was really funny days. because I, I don't know what happened usually, usually i'm pretty savvy on this kind of stuff but it was it was five hours before wad launched five hours and i looked at blacksmithing and it gave zero and, and literally zero benefit to have as a hunter and i go oh crap I have a totally useless profession. I have power leveled alchemy in I think two and a half hours and still had time to spare before launch and I'm like, Yes, victory. But yeah, now now I've got two working professions, everything's great. Uh but yeah, black blacksmithing was a And now you can get shot. those flasks which will power level you five levels for yeah, every one great. level. Yeah. Yeah, the the greater flasks are awesome. They really are. Yeah, I've got like sixteen of them. I can't do anything yep. with them. Well, yeah, you can. You can use them. Well, I don't want to leather. I don't want to do that. <laughs> just yeah, drop your I, profession just so you can use it, and then drop alchemy again and switch back. That sounds like frost time. Yeah. Despair. You can find a way to have another engineer or buy it yourself. The shred iron shredder off the auction house, the one of three, and you can use all of the gear spring parts that you've been making thus far to use it on upgrades instead of actually making the gun in its first stage. It might be a little pricey, but that's I've I've pondered doing that. It all, it all depends if I get my 645 weapon for my garrison after the show's over. All depends on that. Yeah, it is BOE. So are the goggles, actually. You can buy those, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw the gun. Someone saw it for like 35000 on our, our particular realm, so I don't know if that's... Wow, we've got that, it for thirty k on mine, which isn't too bad. On your server. It's 50 k over here. Really? 
yeah, as I said, you know, prices prices may vary, but yeah, thirty five k was was what it was going for, and I was more tempted to make one and sell one than actually take one and 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 use it. But but the base item level on those those gears is is it six forty? Is that the the stage one? Yeah, and then the it goes. The gun up. is six thirty actually. It's six thirty. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, the gun is six thirty, which is and kind of it, disappointing. And then it goes what six forty and then six fifty five fifty five. See what I've been doing is I have three garrisons right now and. All three of them are producing gear spring parts. So do you, do you have an engineer slotted in there too. Yep. So yeah, nice uh, so that one of them, so they can be working on the two upgrades concurrently. So yeah. yeah, that was that was what I heard. It was it was it was kind of funny. Um, I I mean I, I raid in a top fifty guild, right? But we don't often play like our top fifty guild. So like we're not like we're not forced to make four alts to funnel stuff into our main. Um, I had intentions of doing that. I had intentions of having a, like a garrison up and running to uh, give all the stuff my hunter needed. Um, and launch happened, and I spent all that time leveling and all the time building up my garrison and farming resources. And I went, hell no, I'm not making it all to do this right now. It is, it is way too much work, and I put it on the back burner. I'm, I just started doing it yesterday, my alt. Well, um, see, my one alt, my one alt's 93, and the other's 91, and like. I had they had rested XP and it was and plus those um those potions you can buy with twenty percent increase XP. I know on the one alt I went from ninety two to ninety three in twenty two minutes. Awesome, dude! That's yeah. that's yeah. really really good. Those are the experience potions. Yeah, for the garrison resources. How how did you do that? What what did you enlighten us, man? Give us quick leveling tips. How'd you do that? Just a combination of the rested XP and the twenty percent XP potion. And no one being in Gorgrond at all because everyone had moved on, and I just blew through it. <laughs> that sounds useful. How long do they last? An hour. Oh jeez. Okay, I need to get one. All right, cool. And how do you learn that? You just talk to your alchemist and purchase it for a secret of alchemy, and then you're good to go. Or what's the? No, it's just it's the there's a vendor in your garrison that sells it for a hundred garrison resources. Yeah, yeah. In the town hall, you can buy a potion. With hundred, like you said, with Bendix said, with a hundred garrison resources that gives you the uh, the bonus XP. I I bought one of those because um, I like I said I was I had to go away for 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 a wedding on the Friday after launch, so I was gone Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I came back, I said, oh, maybe I should buy one of these potions and see if it helps. And it helps, although I wish I had the the resources back now. But uh, yeah, you can just buy it. It's kind of what's kind of worse, scheduling a wedding on the Super Bowl or scheduling a wedding after. Warcraft expansion drops. I'm gonna say after the work, well, Warcraft expansion drops. I'm going there with out. you. Yeah. You know, because I can rewatch the Super Bowl somehow, exactly. some way. But yeah, you this, know, I'll this watch is, something comes around every two, three years. I mean, it 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 does. It. I never felt so behind, you know, when I came back, because like really trying to catch up to that that wave of, you know, you see everyone in the guild, they're all level 100, and you're you're leveling, and then you get to level 100, and you're, I'm running normals, they're running heroics, you know, it's just trying to get all caught up with gear and, and everything else. So I'm just about there now. The well, thing is, you can't do anything until December. Even if you're crazy enough and want Correct. to start raiding on December right. 2nd, there's very little you can do that won't keep you from catching up other than go and roll in a healer at level one. Right. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, at this point, it's just about there. I'm going to start running the heroics to get all, all the gear, and it's, it's starting to make some good progress there. But, I, but, I, but I'm wondering about the crafted gear. I, I guess it's good to have. I should probably work on making some pieces to have to go into those raids, but it just seems like it's going to get replaced so fast. Yes, it will. That, yeah, there's, there's a pretty good chance it's going to. But the way I look at it, 
from my perspective. The more pre-raid ready I can get and the more mm -hmm. damage I can do on the first two bosses, or three or four, it's all good. It's all worth yeah. it. Yeah, I just don't know how difficult the normal uh, raid difficulty is going to be. And I guess we'll know in a week or so, but... Yeah, in beta, it was normal, which was flex in wad, was really, yeah. really under-geared, or under, you know, under-tuned. So I, I think, you know, getting that super low-level gear, which that's the same as, normal's the same as crafted, is that correct? I thought normal was 653. Yeah, normal's higher, I think. It's like yeah. 655 oh, well, yeah, or 645. Normal I mean, I high mall is 655. Anyone who's yeah. in a yeah, organized guild is, isn't going to have problem clearing that, you know, the first week, at least the first few weeks for yeah, that, yeah. you know, flex level. Well, the thing is, if so. you're there, two hunters in your raid, and you've got a six forty leather working boots, and he doesn't have, and the first thing that drops are the boots. Well, you're a very generous and wonderful, kind, caring human <laughs> being, and you give it to him, and your name stays at the top of the list. So when the gun drops yep. off the third boss, you get uh -oh. that and go cry. Yeah, it's a unless, truth bomb right there, very true. Yep. Although, unless they said it, unless you guys do personal loot, in which case, well, it's the luck of the draw, which I don't know what people will do. Yeah, I think, personal loot in raid sounds rough. That yeah, seems like I, I think for normal, they, we may start off with personal loot, but I suspect I want to see we'll what drops. That. Yeah, I want to see what they get. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't uh, mind it in five mans, but in big things, I want to see what drops because I actually worked real mm -hmm. hard there. If you're in a casual guild, the personal loot's a really nice option because you don't have to deal with any loot systems or drama. You just go in there and get loot, you know. Yeah, that's a good point, and it doesn't take so much time. You don't have to hand it out or roll or anything. So that's that's a good point. And I know as far as other hunters getting things, one of my favorite parts about my my current guild that I'm raiding with uh, for Wad is the other hunter is is we're constantly competing for top damage, and and it feels really good to be able to say it doesn't matter which of us this gear goes to. You know, we and we can mm -hmm. both be real generous and let each other have whatever we need without worrying. Oh, that's getting wasted, and that's a great feeling to have really great hunters next to you. I think the whole flexible system is going to be uh, a, a huge. I know it was implemented a little bit in Mist of Pandaria, but I think once it starts off here, I think that's going to be a a big deal for a lot of people, where you just can kind of bring what you've got. You don't have to have an exact number of people and you can kind of come and go as, as, as needed. I think it's going to be uh, really change the way people approach rating and, and what they do. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be huge for my guild because at the start of MLP, um, we we, some, some nights we barely had enough to field two 10-mans, but never a 25-man. And then as the expansion went on and more people quit, eventually it went down to 110, man, but there were still like other people who wanted to play, and now we can all just be in the same raid. Yeah, I like that. Awesome. Just no shaman. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as long as they don't do a boss like Horridon, like right out of the gate in, in a raid, I think we'll be good too. Wouldn't Thanks. that be great though? Wouldn't Horridon as the very first boss, wouldn't that be just, be, wouldn't, yeah. that just <laughs> yeah. wouldn't that be the best thing ever? I think that would be great. Because let's face it, WOD is not hard. The five mans weren't hard. The heroics no, aren't hard. No, There's really yeah, nothing hard yet. Not and yet. The very first thing, all right, you want to raid? Whoa, slow okay, down, here's horror. Have you done a challenge mode yet? Jesus, those things are. Those things are well, challenge modes are designed to be hard. Yeah. I have not done challenge modes yet. No, I haven't done it. I, did, I didn't even try to go for the gold 
uh, the gold level achievement yet. It just, you know, I just wanted to get silver and get in. So just gold's yep. going to be much harder. Yep. I know that challenge modes are harder. Uh, I'm still trying to find uh, all my followers. I've got, I've got a thing I need to do. But no, someone asked in chat, am I finding five mans full of, of uh, people who are not particularly pleasant to run with? No, actually, the, the LFGs have been very good so far. I've had the same experience. It's been weird. Like, actually, I had worse experience when I was first hit 100 and I was doing normals. When I got to the heroics, I haven't had a bad group yet, and I wonder if that's because of the Proving Grounds thing. Yes, I think it absolutely is. Maybe. I think also a greater bit of the population is running these five-man heroics too so you probably get you know well, some of the the better players i don't know unless you're running unless they're running more pre-made groups i don't know i'm are they mixed. the casual people who are leveling their alts my well my experience has been and i, and I really do think it varies on a case-by-case basis maybe the alliance is just more friendly than the horde is. i don't know but uh, the plugs that i've gotten in with I, I try and run with the guild that i can but uh you know sometimes i chat them up you know what's going on how's it going and a lot of them i found are returning players like wad bumped up their sub base by like three million people a lot of that comes from the asian population but there's a substantial size in the, in the player base that we interact with on a daily basis um and i i have not had as great of an experience in the heroes as you guys make it sound out to be uh <laughs> some, of, some of them can be really grueling um i think tanks don't realize they can't really pull a whole lot healers go really quick or don't know how to properly top someone off when it casts like eight spells to take someone from like 40 percent to full uh it's been a learning experience for a lot of people i think um well for the tanks i think the hunters are a huge help because our misdirect yeah. is an eight second everything yeah. threat yeah. So yeah. they, I, the, I, you know, they say, don't use multi-shot, don't use barrage. Oh, I'm using them, but mm -hmm. they're a tool. There's a purpose behind them. I'm not using them for DPS. I'm using them so you get everything. And yeah. then the rest of us can AO everything down. And I don't know how long people are going to be running these rogue dungeons for guys, but really make use of binding shot as a defensive ability. Um, like, I can't even tell you how many times I, I'm positive I saved the tank just because I got to stun three things, four things as they were moving or as the tank was moving and it's such a strong utility you get binding shot on your bars key bind it do whatever you need to do and just start practicing using it um ccing before pulls is always really good i think i've only done it maybe once or twice in a heroic the tank was really squishy but like almost every trash pull in cms uh there's a lot of things that you can start doing to just make your tank's life a little bit easier and just increase the success rate for your mm -hmm. heroic and it just looks good. It makes you look like you know what you're doing, too. So it's, it's a, a good point. I haven't tried that in the five mans yet, the, the binding shot. That's a good point. And, 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 and just be aware of where the different packs of mobs are, too, especially if you're using Barrage, because it still has a tendency to kind of strafe off to the left. Yeah, I'm glad, right. I'm glad you mentioned that, too. A lot of people have been hating on Hunters with Barrage. Um, a lot of Hunters are, like, really disgruntled with the way it pulls. And, like, they, yep. I, would like, I would like to see a glyph where it only hits things in combat, kind of like the Boomkin Starfall only hits things with thoughts on it if you glyph it. Um, but if that's not the case, uh, don't just be like, oh, I can't use Barrage right now. If you, if you reposition yourself to a different angle so that the Barrage... Uh, you know, obviously doesn't pull things in front of you or behind you or wherever the other ads are. You can just walk over there and hit barrage there. You can make yourself at so much of a range that you're already 40 yards out and it just won't pull past that. There's a couple ways to smartly use your barrage. You can stand good. 90 degrees away from your tank or whatever your tank is tanking. And so you hit your barrage and its cone will be very small. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I, I mean... What I wish they would do is say keep the barrage animation, but give it the functionality that we had with volley, and I think that would be 
a good solution for me. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I miss having a, an AOE that where I don't have to have something targeted. Are you using your play. trap? I am using the trap. I do use like the, the trap. trap all the damn time. Yeah, I use the trap. I love the trap. Now, I've, as he said, he's talking about binding shot. I haven't done it because I am so programmed to use intimidation. It would be like losing Hunter's Mark again. <laughs> I would just slam intimidation and wonder why the hell it's not working. It, it's, I would love to try it, but I'd have to give up something I can't give up just because of my makeup. Oh, and speaking of things to make you know, your dungeon or pug life or whatever go easier, um, <clears throat> I don't really know how often people do this, just because I, I don't haven't really looked for it before. But um, counter shot use use that for almost every offensive cast you see an enemy mob doing. Yeah. Like you're gonna you're gonna reduce a lot. Like a lot of these spells just truck some of these tank classes that don't really have what good ways to mitigate spell damage. And uh, if you can interrupt that cast, and you, I mean it's it's a long cooldown. Twenty four seconds doesn't go by as yeah. quickly as one may think, given some classes have like six second interrupts or whatever. But it's big, and it really does help. And instead of like looking at damage meters, because obviously I know I'm going to top those, I look at interrupts now and see how many interrupts I can get. And that's kind of been a new way for me to enjoy dungeons, is not how much damage. That's a great macro. That would be awesome. All right. Well, is there anything else we want to go through here? I, I, I thought it'd be good to kind of maybe hit it quickly on stat priorities, because I know I've had people have been asking, uh, what are the the... the, the stat priorities for maybe BM and, and MM. And so when people are getting all these pieces of gear, when they look at the dungeon journal and they see the five pairs of gloves that drop off a boss and the five belts, they know which one they might want to favor or be happy that they got. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so, happy to say that as Mr. Robot remembers that agility is number one now. Yes. And, and it's not going to say, go get crit and haste gems. No, go get agility. Don't <laughs> forget agility is your best friend. If you're soloing anything and you're just running around, get a gorilla. I love the gorilla. The gorilla gorilla gives you an agility buff. Yeah. That's the number one buff. And it's called Blessing of Kongs, by the way, is, is the name of the buff. So so that in and of itself right there. Who needs a paladin? I hate paladins. We've got gorillas. Yeah. Yeah, so stat priority. I don't know. It's a, it's a really complicated question right now, especially while we have such low amounts of every stat. Yeah. Uh, Solar, did you have a good answer? Like, a, yeah. Well, a I was gonna cut? say, I was gonna say, like, a lot of people, I think, uh, or I even saw some people in chat saying they're switching in between MM and BM for certain mm -hmm. things. Like right now, Marksman's a great single target, and BM has some like amazing cleave with beast cleave. So like for dungeons, sometimes you're gonna do big pulls. Like BM is actually really strong. Um, but like I said, so right now you really can't go wrong with crit and multi strike for those specs. Um, obviously, Marksman has such an affinity. Uh, with crit and it really works well so crit for sure for marksman but if you're doing bm uh multi-strike and crit are also equally good like for both specs you you seriously can't go wrong so it's like a balance yeah i'm really Does anybody excited have the missile splitter scope yet uh yeah 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 they, they cost 20 gear spring parts so i didn't sacrifice uh buying or using my gear spring parts for the scope but thankfully it was like 2500 gold on the auction house so i was like yeah that's that's kind of steep but i could i can cut that that's no problem so i bought one so i'm still using the uh mythic hellscream's warbow and i don't want to change anything out on it it's it's want, a strong bow man i yeah. didn't replace my warbow until four days ago when i got a heroic drop out of instance and even then the stats on it were like really crappy it was haste mastery so it's like oh, bummer did a did a look through Wowhead and there are forty one new ranged weapons that are better than the Mythic Warbow. What? 
Yeah. That are available right now. That are, yeah. yeah, that was like well, uh, well, that that'll eventually come out. Oh, okay. Through the yeah. end of the last through the last tier, and that includes PvP guns and crafteds and crafted upgrades. So I'd count the the crafted gun as three. But yeah, oh. if you guys if you guys are spamming those heroic instances and stuff like that, you want to you want to search for the rock hide pieces. Like a lot of the if you open up the dungeon journal and stuff like that, there it's like there are, I'm trying to remember it's like sharp eye and, and there's lava link and rock hide. Rock hide's got the best itemization for you. That one is crit multi strike. Uh, and then after that, like I said, if you can just find pieces with crit or with multi strike, uh, go for that. But always, always, always get crit for marksman and yeah, and crit multi strike is good for PM. So I think we covered that pretty well, actually. Was, yeah, uh, we haven't talked about survival at all. Is that because we just don't we, play it? That's, or we that's don't like, like it. the redhead stepchild in the basement. You know, it's uh, a good question. I mean, what are your thoughts on on survival right well, now? I mean. In the last in 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 Pandaria, people were either Beastmaster or Survival. There was right. no Marksman whatsoever. And then when Marksman comes out, I don't know many Survivalists who go, you know what, I want to try that. I think it's only the BM hunters that went out and said, you know what, I'm going to try that because uh, and I honestly don't know why. But none of the Survival hunters in my in my guild, and you know, we have like you know, 400 people in the guild accounts. None of them have tried Marksman. They've all stayed Survival. Huh. Well, I, I'm classically a survival hunter. It's my favorite spec by far, uh, but I don't even have it right now because uh, I don't know. I've been switching between BM and survival for my secondary and keeping MM on most of the time. And I, I it's not. I don't think it's as bad as everybody is uh, expecting. I think it's doing better than the Sims predicted it would be, but uh, it's still it's not worth it for me to play it in a dungeon yeah, I when I could play MM or BM. Exactly. Like, if, if you enjoy playing that spec for the flavor and you don't mind losing out on some DPS, by all means, go ahead. But, like, it just, there are, it, it, there are other specs that perform better. Like, with Survival, what's nice about it is it's very distinct. You can do single target damage, which is, like, Arcane Shot, you know, Black Arrow, Explosive Shot. Or you can just get into your AoE mode, which is, you know, spam multis with the Serpent Spread. Uh, there are two things that do that already better, right? So you've got your Marksman that has better single target, and you have BM with decent single target and great AoE. So it's just like uh, a lesser tier, you know. Yeah, I know this is probably a hard question to answer, but are I mean, are any of the specs like BM or Marksman so much better that like if let's say you're really good at survival and not as good at play, say paying BM or, or MM, but you know, just by virtue of the amount of damage that you could get out of MM by just banging your head on the keyboard, you're just going to do better, more DPS, well, even though yeah, you might I mean, be better at survival. It's interesting you bring that up because when I was at the end, at the tail end of Siege and all through Siege and stuff like that, I was doing a lot of hunter evaluations. And BM at the time was a very GCD demanding spec to play. Like if you weren't hitting your kill command on cooldown, like you were gonna suffer a lot uh, because of it. It was a very tight rotation, and a lot of people they just could not grasp that you know focus proper focus management, having uh, you know forty focus every six seconds. Much brain power, and you can only focus on so many different things at once. And right now, if you're marksman, you've got to stand still. So you've got to pay even more close attention to what's going on ahead of you and not your cooldowns because you're going to want to stand still and not move. And when that thing drops the purple on you or the fire's coming or the smoke's coming, you've got to move. So you've got to be watching for it more carefully. So in marksman, you're not watching your cooldowns as well if you don't have the capacity to multitask as well. If you don't, switch to Beastmaster and you can run in circles the whole fight. You never have to stop. It all depends on how what kind of player you are. I'm not going to say that it's you're better than someone else. You just have a different focus capacity. Mm -hmm. In Beast Mastery, you just run in a damn circle around a boss. 
and you just hit kill command when it's up. If you just can stare at that one thing and hit kill command, you're going to do fine. Where in, in Marksman, you've got, you, you can't move and you have to move at specific times. So it's a different focus thing for your brain. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Marksmanship is not super forgiving right now. Um, there is some argument about it because you can go the route of just hitting aimed shot and uh, steady shot and you're going to do better DPS than your, you know, the worst of WoW players. You could, you can not pay attention to the actual mechanics of the spec and do all right numbers, single target, which is kind of disappointing. But I think in general, to play marksmanship well, it's going to take a lot of focus. It's going to take a lot of, you know, concentration on several different things, several different aspects of gameplay. Um, so it, it's, I could definitely see somebody who's really good at survival or really good at BM doing better on one of those specs than they are on marksmanship. Cause right now the skill cap is much higher on marksmanship. I think it's a different skill set that we <clears throat> used all through uh, siege. And that's why I think it's a little difficult because you have to modify your brain. Oh yeah. It's, it's a totally different play style. Totally different play style. It's, yeah, there it's is a lot of it. it. There's heavy focus costs on almost all of your abilities. The focus costs change with Thrill of the Hunt. It's a totally different mindset. Yeah, for MM, I would definitely recommend just spending a little bit of time at a at a training dummy, just getting used to the the, the play style. You know, just don't run into a dungeon and switch to MM and think all is going to be well, because <laughs> it it may not go too well for you with having to a focus on the rotation and all the stuff you've got to move out, stand away from, and, and all that other stuff. And if you do go marksman and you decide to go lone wolf, don't forget to take to take your actual lone wolf. You know, you take the talent. Well, right. it's also a spell. You have to remember what you have to take one of those. And if you take your exotic munitions, well, you got to choose one of the munitions. It's a spell. Don't forget that. Don't just take the talent and run. I love exotic munitions. I want it so badly. Really? Yeah, man, if, all, if only it didn't do two percent of our overall damage, yeah. I would be way more interested in it. Way I more know. interested in it. But I've been asking for for exotic munitions or something like it basically since Burning Crusade. Well, remember, and then you finally uh, get it, and I can't have it. Yeah. Remember, mm -hmm. I was saying earlier how it was funny. I was talking to a guy earlier, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, so can you uh, you start to love your pets?" The next thing he asked me is, uh, "Man, I really wish they'd add different types of ammo for hunters." <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like this guy was a, uh, uh, you know, like a walking uh, look. What we can do now for hunters. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the man. He got a kick out of it. Well, if you're if you're really into it. I think uh, exotic munitions is pulling out ahead in PvP for hunters, uh, especially for survival, but also for uh, people trying marks. Is it? Um, it's it's looking pretty good. Uh, no, actually, for poison, it's just That's all good. those dots are pretty amazing in PvP. Mm -hmm. So if you go into you know Ashran or a BG, especially um, for with survival, you know, you can get up five or six dots. I don't know, maybe my numbers off there, but you know, it's like you're in a affliction hunter well i guess it's, I mean, I guess it's pretty cool I mean, if you did multi-shot that serpent sting you've got black arrow i guess if you wanted to count explosive shot we're up to three now poison is four am i missing anything yeah that sounds about right four yeah four that's not bad okay. explosive trap drop that on him too oh yeah yes. five bam yeah there yeah so anyways you've got these crazy amount of dots there if you can get it up on two or three players they're struggling to heal through this one thing they changed, by the way, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys have noticed this, and I, I don't know why, but it seems like they tinkered with trap the trap launcher spell ability. I mean, in MOP, I just turned it on one day, and yeah, that was yeah. it. I never yeah. had to think about it. And now, 
I, I die or something and it, and they, they take it off and it's, an, they yeah. turn it off and it's annoying. I think and I that might've been a bug, um, having it stay on forever. I it was great. It was, no, was don't get me wrong. I loved it. Yeah. But, uh, that, and that may not have been the way it was supposed to work. Cause I don't think, I can't think of off the top of my head. I can't think of any other, uh, passive buffs that are activated through clicking yeah. a button that persist through death. I don't know. Lone really think Wolf it. does not persist through death. Well, yeah. I think it should still work. Yeah. It should still work through death, but it shouldn't work with, uh, if you change a glyph or talent. Yeah. That's, uh, at least that's what Celestalon was kind of saying on Twitter. Yeah. But yeah, it's just something you have to pay attention to. There have been times I've been in a dungeon. I, I'll go, all right, I'm going to drop my explosive trap and I go to launch it. And then I'm like, huh. What happened? And There's I a trap at my feet. It's at my feet. Yes, I'm just like great, <clears throat> but just just a little thing that you know. I guess if if it was a bug, it was a good bug. It was a hell of a bug, and it wasn't like game breaking. You can so. make a little weak aura for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, why don't we move on? We've really got one or two questions here. Why don't we uh, try and get through those, and then uh, maybe call it a show here. We're running a, a little long, but it's but it's fun. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, it looks like we had the kind of the same question from a couple different people. Premock and Slickrock have questions about the Dark Moon Fair Trinket. Um, is the Dark Moon Fair Trinket a gotta have? Uh, they're saying it's because it's so pricey. Um, and at 50 to 60K, um, the, will it cost to upgrade them to raid level? Oh, yeah, I was at the end of the question. So here's here's the skinny on that. Um, they are really good. Just a couple of days ago, they got nerfed a little bit. They brought a lot of the trinkets in line to where they should be. Some of them were overpowered, and some of them were like completely undesirable for certain things. So they kind of brought, they, they redid a lot of trinkets, and they all kind of brought them down to the same level of play. Uh, given that uh, agility is a great stat to have, and crit is a great stat to have, it is a no-brainer to pick up a 640 to go into high mall with. Um, I forget which two bosses in high mall, uh, high mall drop trinkets, but, uh, I don't think it's like until the tail end or like at least like the fourth boss and then onward. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's roughly something like that. Um, it's really good. I mean, that's all there is to it. I picked one up yesterday for 50 K. I mean, it's all, none of it's out of pocket, right? The guild pays for it, but, oh, wow. um, oh yeah, dude, I'm decked out. I've got 640 power item level now. It's crazy. But, um, it's it's really good to have. Like we just discussed the stat priorities earlier, and I'm gonna try and get as many upgrades into it as I can. Um, but yeah, I would say pick it up if you have the resources to do so. Mm-hmm. If you do not have the gold to do it, what I did hear from a couple people earlier yesterday was that they were making um, like they they were just running a couple alts into like level 93 ish, and they were all making the inscription buildings. Now you do not have to be an inscriptionist to craft a Dark Moon Fair card every day. So I had four people that, that were never an inscriptionist, you know, churning out uh, four alts in four cards a day. One guy actually was savvy to this prior to launch, and he, he, ha- he already has a deck, and he's not even an inscriptionist. It was great. He traded his uh, healing deck for an agility deck. Um, so I was like, wow, that was really cool. So if you guys want to start trying to get that, I don't know how much success you're going to have with what is it, nine days until launch yeah. uh, raid? It may not work as well now, but j- just keep in mind that that was totally a thing. And that if you still wanted to, you can do it. You just make inscription huts. Good to know. Now, is it better than the, the trinkets that will drop from the raids, or, or, or will those replace it? 
I'd have I'd have to check again. Yeah. I, I don't. That's recall. the real question. I think the you high mall trinkets aren't that great. They really mm-hmm. aren't. The the Blackrock Boundary ones that were off the hook. This is great. Because I mean, I, yeah. When I was looking at it, it looks like it's it's not like in the beginning of MOP where what is it called Relic of Shuin was the Darkman yeah. Fair. Yeah. And that was just, you know it was four seventy six and it was way better than anything that was dropping from uh, that first raid tier there. You know, and we were wearing it almost up until TOT for a lot of people, at least. Well, the one and I that, remember from, that trinket was just crazy. From Wrath of the Lich King, that's going a ways back now, I guess. That thing you just wore forever, practically to Ice. I think some people still had it, <laughs> almost going into Ice Crown. Um, <clears throat> that was a good trinket. Yeah, so it looks like they brought it a little bit in line, um, but I mean, if if sixty k is you know, more gold than you're going to see for the rest of the expansion. I wouldn't spend the money on it. You can get through, especially because normal and uh, heroic are going to be so much easier than, or at least normals, you know, available. You can run it every week without hurting your heroic or mythic progression. Uh, I think there's a lot more opportunity for gear drops this tier. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking normal might be a little bit easier than people uh are expecting i think most guilds will probably get through that and you'll be able to really gear up your tunes if you're as long as you're run the heroics and at least have that baseline 630 gear with a couple of 640 pieces thrown in i think you'll probably be fine but we'll, we'll we'll see i guess we'll know soon well that's it do we want to do this next one or we want to table it because it could be let's kind of a we've been ta- let's browse it um I say that because we've been tabling it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, we can get <laughs> for like there. a month. We yeah. The, why don't Solar. we? What's that? Oh, I was just saying. You go ahead and hit it. Oh, we want. Do we want to do this one? I thought that was the question. It is the question. Yeah. Do we feel like doing it? I mean, it could be a. It, it deals with talents and talent trees and choices and stuff. And I just wonder if we want to get into that whole blown discussion. We could save this for next show. Yeah, we'll save that one. Because it, it doesn't change. It's not like something that might become irrelevant next week or something like that. It's a discussion we can have almost any time. So. No, no, we'll still have talents next next. Yeah, time, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that was all right. all right. Well, I think we're all right. Well, on that note, you have been listening to episode two hundred and five of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark Brew from the Brewhall dot com and the Brewhall on Twitter. I can do it. I'm Solar Flare from the J.J. Abrams movies and <laughs> at the underscore Solar Flare on Twitter. I'm Delirium from ThrillOfTheWild.com and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. I'm Bendak from Eyes of the Beast, WoW Insider, and Bendak WoW on Twitter. Okay. You can check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, or at our RSS feed to your reader. And we'll have, of course, all these links will be available in our show notes. If you have a question or topic you would like to discuss on the show, email us at huntingpartypodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at huntingpartypod, which, by the way, you should also be following. Yes. And stay thirsty, my friends. Remember to drink your dark brew lager. Always flare at the choke points. Always heed the thrill of the wild. And keep your eyes on the beast. Hey. We're the horde. All right. We got through an outro without really screwing it up. Wow. That was impressive. I don't know if it's a first, but it's got to be top three there. And as always, Big Red Kitty, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a, a pleasure to have you on the show, and yeah, you're no welcome problem. to join us anytime you want. Oh, that's so nice of you guys. I never, yeah, <laughs> I, I may, I may pop in back again. I might. Absolutely. I just might. Well, I was having pro- problems getting my questions out because I couldn't quit laughing. 
<laughs> so, good stories. Those were good stories. Yeah. But, uh, and check out the Airman Howl stories. They are good. Yeah, for only what is it? For only th- for only a low price of three dollars. Yeah, that's a bargain. Cents, you can get a uh, great collection of stories on Am- Amazon. Is that where it's at? Yeah, yeah. And it's I think on if you're like, I think Kindle Unlimited. If you have a subscription there, yes. some people might. It's you get free. It for free. Yep. You get it for free. You get it for free. It's three dollars. All the money goes to the Big Red Kitty Worldwide Amalgamated Self Defense <laughs> Fund, <laughs> which basically buys uh, Monkey Shoulder whiskey. And although you're not blogging again, you are on Facebook. So, and I guess what people have found you there, yeah. tracked you yeah, down you there. Yeah, so. friend me on Facebook. I always, I always throw that on Facebook. And I'm on, I'm on Anvil Mar. If you want to say hi there too, and it's Big Red Kitty E H because some noob took Big Red Kitty with the Y. No way. Have you yeah. petitioned for a name change, man? Uh, it's, it's it's just like I couldn't get Big Red Kitty dot com when I first started blogging. Somebody had camped that already, so I had to do a Big Red Kitty. And now somebody has. And the thing is, they ne- I ask them, I send a mail. Hey, would you mind? Could you possibly? They never answer. So I think it's somebody's alt that they've died. Well, here's the deal. Let me let me. I don't know if you know about this, but if a player has been inactive for a certain amount of time, or that character has been inactive for a certain amount of time, you can petition Blizzard to have them free up that name, and you will get it instead. What is that going to cost me, like $1,000? No, 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 no. 500 garrison you, resources? Not a thing. You just submit a ticket. All it takes is like uh, 10 seconds. Uh, I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, do Good luck on that, too. And, and, tell, and tell them to throw in a, a BRK2000 or whatever while they're at it. BRK1000. <laughs> 1000, yeah, excuse me. <laughs> I wonder if, I, you know, that's another thing you can't get anymore. Yeah, that's unbelievable. It's like you're the only player in the game to have an, an in-game item named after him that was then summarily removed <laughs> yeah that's just that just stinks it was wrong well, just mean, be careful you aren't the brk 1000 pleasure bot or something <laughs> although you could be a chef that would be great mike harrison oh i would love that wouldn't that be good i just follow you around the entire time you're in your garrison telling you how you're not sauteing things properly <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hand you some rock left hoof steaks or something every now and then. You gotta season them. I need some. Uh, I need some rock salt from some orcs. I'm gonna give you a quest to go get them. <laughs> Deal. You can hang out in my inn anytime. <laughs> now I want to be the chef quest giver in your garrison. That sounds like fun. That would be cool. The key to getting that up fast is uh, caring. Getting getting an add-on <laughs> to uh, yeah, find treasures. Now, 
Let's begin with Illidan, Osirian, and Kilchidan. Magdamar, Asgalore, Cruel, Cthulhu, and Razorgore. Onyxia to Ragnaros. Which one have we killed the most? Kel'Thuzad to Malagos. We even killed the Kama's ghost. Ghost. 